So uh, let's do uh, me, Brian, Matt. Okay. Oh. And I'm going to give the numbers, so don't be afraid. <laughs> okay. One, Sud. Two, Brian. Matt. Fucking got him. This. Fucking got him. I have him. no idea how hard it is to edit after this. <laughs> you have nothing to say because you know you have no idea. The, you have, the look I, of I thought I was too. It takes me fucking 15 minutes of my life. Is I was on gone. first. <laughs> but who I was that's on how second. it worked. I don't know that. I came on last. How can I possibly know? Okay, um, I uh, All right, fine. We'll do Sud, Matt, Brian, just for you. I'm upset, but I'll follow the instructions. But okay. I want you to register. I'm registering my objection. That's fine. It's been registered. Take a note Thank of you. it. Welcome to episode 122 of the Rouge One podcast, where we talk about the meta. I'm here with my guest, Brian Fisher. What does meta mean to you? Uh, hi. It means that the name Enron was already taken. Okay. And I'm also here with my guest, uh, Matt Gould. Matt, what does meta mean to you? Um... Meta means like, uh, you know, it's um, a bit of here and a bit of there. Gotcha. And then you should, someone, one of you guys should ask me what meta means to me. Sud, uh, what, what does meta mean to you? I think yeah. meta means more metabots, more power. Ooh. Oh, there you I go. Know. Yeah, so, maybe Mark Zuckerberg just really likes metabots. Maybe. All I can think about is that meme you sent, Matt, of like Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> describing meta, and it's so, like if you die in the meta, you die in real life. <laughs> it's like it's so good. Uh, I can't stop thinking about how fucking stupid meta is. I mean, it's it's a, it's what's gonna happen. You think it's gonna it's... be a success? Because I don't think it's gonna be a success. It's not gonna be a success, but it's gonna be a thing. I mean, Facebook is just while. a, it's just a house of cards. And if, if what Facebook did had been done literally 15 years earlier, everybody would be in prison for fraud. And it's just <laughs> kind of hilarious that they came along at just the perfect time. And now none of that matters because they're literally doing the same shit Enron did in juicing their numbers and lying about it in securities for, and uh, securities filings. So good job by them. They now have a dumb, like it really feels like they just rushed it out to be like, "Hey, don't worry about that Facebook whistleblower. Let's talk about awkward VR, and you can play Grand Theft Auto in Oculus." How annoyed are you that the whistleblower uh, for Facebook lives in Puerto Rico and she's now subsiding off her uh, crypto earnings? It's it's very apt. I mean, as soon as she said <laughs> she just apt, wanted, yeah, as it. soon as she said she's like, oh, I just want Facebook to do better, and I want it to be, you know, just regulated. It was like you don't actually give a shit about any of this. So well, just just rest bro, invest, which I, she clearly is. Yeah, it was amazing to me when I found that out. I was like, wow, this is this is. I hope else. she takes some vacation to El Salvador where she can spend that currency. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Matt. Uh, sorry, before we go into into the rest of the show, I do want to say towards the end, there's going to be a spoiler cast for Dune, uh, the David Lynch film. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. But we might also yeah. touch on the latest uh, Denis Villeneuve uh, Dune film as well. So there might be if spoilers there's time. too. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about Bond. I don't know if that's going to be a spoiler. You have not seen the newest Bond film, right, Matt? No, I haven't. All right, well, we'll just touch on it. it. Um, 
But we'll we'll make a timestamp or something in the show. I want to see it. Uh, yeah. I mean, does that count for anything? I mean, it does count. I mean, it's it's worth your time. I have to say that. So let me, I'll I'll go first. Um, so I watched Bond. Uh, we'll would say, you say that it's worth no time to die? What? Is that a movie? <laughs> it is, but I don't get it. I don't I don't know what that means. Those words I understand individually, but together don't resonate with me. There's no time to see it, and you don't have time to die before you see it. I guess if it was like a COVID thing, like, yes, going to the theater to watch James Bond, No Time to Die, it was No Time to Die, because I really enjoyed that movie. I don't want to harsh on Brian's parade, because all he's done is apparently watch Bond and talk about Dune, so we'll, we'll save some of the discussion for later, but that's a good movie. We'll talk about that later. I'll go first, since I'm already talking. I played one game and a lot of it and it's a pretty spooky game because we missed out on Matt during Spooktober and that is, it is Returnal? No. Although I do want to talk about Returnal very briefly. They introduced a resume uh, or a suspend cycle feature which means that you can pause the game and then upload your save to the cloud and then re-download it. So you can like save scum your way through the game which I might do because I really like that <laughs> oh, game. I just can't Just like a ROM. It. Yeah, it's just like ROM hacking your save way through. Save stating. Yeah. yeah. Which is really annoying that they won't fucking put a save feature in, but at least the suspend feature is a compromise, I guess. Um, but anyway, I actually got the Death Stranding uh, director's cut uh, version on the PS4. Wow. And I wow. Thought, that game is so good. I thought yeah, I wouldn't dude. be able to stand it playing it again, but it's awesome. And I highly recommend the director's cut, Matt. I, like... Obviously, you probably want to when I get a PS5. Yeah, but like, man, like the opening of that game is so intense, and then you realize that all you're doing is delivering packages, and something about it is incredibly enjoyable. And you and like, it's it's so on the nose. I mean, even Brian, we we did a um, supposedly. incoherent uh, podcast all about Death Stranding. Which well, might matches be... matches the incoherent nah, yeah, plot. Which just <laughs> might be because it is a a game that is... It's kind of hard to talk about coherently. Because it's all, you, you just want to jump all over the place. Yeah, it is super hard to talk about coherently. I don't think we, we ever released it because it was so incoherent. And even me listening back to it, I was like, I can't understand what we were trying to do here. <laughs> the, yeah. The <laughs> only thing to say about that game is like, wow, like... That game, yeah. It's so on the nose, like just um, it seems easy to write off, right? It's like well, you can't write it off. It's Hideo Kojima, and it's got insane production values. But you're never going to see a game like this again. Whereas, like millions of dollars have been given to one man, and they've said, "All right, we're not going to tell you what to do, so you just do what you're going to do." And it's like, <laughs> right, <"All> right. yeah, <laughs> just go nuts. Yeah, but like, it's it's. Like in, well, fa- in, in a world of uh, in, in the sequel reboot hell we live in, it is you know having a triple A IP like this. Yeah, is uh, and it also just it just like literally bleeds like Kojima. Like yeah, but I mean, some of the writing is just like farcical. Like Dead Man, he's <laughs> named Dead Man because he's a coroner. Yeah, the the and jargon so just and, like, and the names are. It's like, are... well, since I used to be a coroner and I'm a doctor, you can call me dead man because you get it. I'm a coroner and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> or you're Sam Porter Bridges and yeah. you're Porter Bridges because you're literally a porter and you're trying to bridge America. You work for the company. You're working for the company Bridges, even though that's not his fucking name. It's Sam Porter. It just turns out that his last <laughs> name is Bridges. And then his mother's name is Bridget. Like, you're bridging it, and you're trying to get to different knots so that you can bridge the knots together and to weave them into a whole that is going to be America. And boy, is that game fun. Especially when you're delivering pizzas to, like, a homicidal maniac. And all sorts of crazy shit. Conan O'Brien! Yeah, like Conan O'Brien. Asking for, like, toys. And, uh, there's... (laughs) There's fucking, uh... Uh, like Higgs, who's the most outrageous villain in video games? You remember Higgs, don't you, Matt? 
Yeah, of course. I mean, he's the villain. Kind of. I mean, spoilers for Death Stranding, but right. But he's also screaming about how he's a particle of God. And Plus, he... uh, yeah, and like the like the production values are insane. You have like Mads Mikkelsen in there. Yeah, like... Cl- Mads Mikkelsen with an accent, and his name is Cliff. Like, come on, your name's not and fucking just... Cliff. He's just doing things like in front of a camera. He sure like, is. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. I have to say the nuclear bomb sequence in Death Stranding is still one of the more baffling th- choices that's ever been put yeah. in a video game. Like in this setting, when there's like nothing alive at all, this is what you're most concerned about? A nuclear bomb? Where if you die, you trigger a nuclear bomb? Like, come on. That's nonsense. And yet I love it so much. Brian, will you ever play Death Stranding? What if I bought it for you? Would you play it if I bought it for you? I I might play it just for a segment on the podcast, but I certainly would not play it on my own. It looks we uh you played the original one when we lived together, and I remember watching it and laughing about it with your now fiance, being like, "What is this game? It's literally a balance simulator. It yes. looked like Quop with packages." Yes, yeah, and I, I'm though. I'm reading the plot summary on Wikipedia. And it is just an absolute, like, dumpster fire. I really uh, don't, like, I, mean, I the, read these these words, and I'm very confused. <laughs> you yeah. mean, most of you it makes sense in the end. It, I mean, most of it, okay, most of it, like, is honest, like, to, like, honestly, like, you, you can strip a lot of it away, and it becomes a very bare-bones story, like, about um, who Sam is. And and that's all that really matters because the end like the there's a lot of stuff that goes on but like the payoff the whole finale to the game is is really good. Well, that's yep, good. That's true. I really enjoy it. This seems like peak uh, Kojima or whatever. It's uh, really good sci-fi. Yeah, it's close to it. But that game's still spooky. I, it's, sp- it's scary as shit, especially like when the BTS come. It like, does have some spooky moments. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. There's that. Uh, and uh, there's also the new Magic expansion that's about to come out. Um, I talked about this briefly on the pod, but Crimson Vow spoilers have been coming through. And I've actually been grinding, so I'm close to getting back to Mythic, which I'd like to do before the next set releases. But uh, I have to say, like, what they've done, and I've complained about Magic a lot on this podcast before, but what they've done to sort of, like, getting out of the shadows of Thrones of Eldraine from two years ago has made the game just really great. And uh, there's, like, a lot less, like, broken shit you can do. It's a lot more fair. I think it's, like, probably the best place Magic's been in a long time, and so I'm really looking forward to the new set. And it's been, I don't know, really enjoyable. I've also downloaded it on my phone, and they made a ton of improvements to the mobile version. And so if you don't want to, like, just sit in front of a computer screen because, like, you know, you're working all day in front of a computer screen, well, some of us, Matt, doesn't get to. But, um... It's it's awesome to have like it on on your phone. I took a bu- I took a, the bus back from a soccer game I went to with Brian last night, and like I just played like a couple rounds like on my phone, and it was just a way better experience than it has been previously. So that's been super enjoyable. Um, so speaking of people who don't get to sit in front of a screen, I know Matt, you've been working like fucking crazy. Have you had any time for games? Not not so much as gaming. Okay, no, not really. Um. Uh... You went to Tennessee. Nice. You want to talk about your Tennessee adventure? Yeah, we went to a uh, Airbnb location in Tennessee. Um, it was kind of like, uh, like right on the time zone of like where it switches to the the Central Time or whatever. So it was it was kind of funny. Like if you were on one side of your, the house, it was like six p.m., and if you were on the other side of the house, it was five p.m. What? <laughs> That, okay. So like, that's wild. Um, sticking to the like wall clock was key, because uh, that was the direct time. Uh huh. Um, we just like you know hung out and uh, watched some Bob Ross. Watched uh yeah I did I watched a a, a spooky movie because it was like you know still even though we're recording this podcast in November. Don't peer behind the curtain. We can't go if back in look, time. If you look back, you know, it was still Spooktober. Uh-huh. Still talking about some spookiness. We, we, I watched uh, uh, Beetlejuice, <laughs> which um, okay. is a batshit insane movie. 
It is. That, uh, it's it's really weird. Very weird movie. I, I think it'll it ever come back. I don't know. Maybe Michael Keaton's kind of like on the up up, you know. Yeah, I guess he's, so. he's going to do Batman again, so why not? Wait, what? Really? Yeah, in the um, in that Flash movie. The sure, there's a Flash. He's movie. like a old Batman. Yeah. Okay, I didn't pay attention yeah. to that, but I'll take right. the word for it. Um, yeah, that movie's funny because it came out in the time where PG thirteen wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. So like. PG just meant like yeah, parental guidance. Like it's the parents' job to decide whether it's okay for <laughs> we kids don't give or a not. Shit. Yeah, it's like you know. So the movie's full of like all sorts of. There's a there's like a couple shits. There's an f bomb. Nice. Uh, Michael Michael Keaton grabs his crotch and goes honk honk. That's uh, good. There's a there's a undead whorehouse that he goes to, and uh, sure. it's like ladies, ladies, xxx. Like and they even talk maybe just say it's a whorehouse in the movie good stuff pg 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 movie nowadays that's a that's not a pg movie you're saying that's not uh it's not gonna fly it's a hard r these days (laughs) if they did a beetlejuice movie they should definitely uh make it go for the r that way they could get that like funny um body body gore humor kind of stuff what do you um, think could play yeah. Beetlejuice now? Michael Keaton. Really? They bring him back? No, I think they do Ryan Reynolds or something. Yeah, me too. Be dumb. Or uh, Chris Pratt. <laughs> One he's can only so help. cool. Yeah, he's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another standout person uh, in, in Beetlejuice is famous murderer, killer, uh, Alec Baldwin. Oh my god! <laughs> what a transition! <laughs> he was in the movie too. Very young and interesting to see him that way. Yeah, it's uh, got to be early Alec Baldwin. Very early. Yeah, I liked that movie a lot. It was fun. How many mats to give it? Uh eight mats. Nice, nice. That's a high Metacritic. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. What else did you do? I watched. Uh, some more uh what we do in the shadows season three wrapped up mm-hmm. uh have you f- seen the end of the season or have not i'm actually way mm. behind wow that's so, good you got a lot to watch then i like i think the last episode we saw was like episode uh sorry i think it was the one with the when the baron comes back oh uh, wow that's a great one yeah but like i think we just sort of we we're going on vacation, like a mini vacation uh, over the weekend, so we're planning on uh, just doing that there. Cool. Without getting into spoilers, the birthday episode is kind of incredible. Yeah, it's a a, a, a pretty uh, sad to see the show go away for a while because the season's over. Uh, I mean, it's just yeah. going to be like next year, right? Right, but still, it sucks. It's like, god damn it, this is like. The funniest shit. Now mm-hmm. there's nothing to laugh at. Now yeah. there's nothing funny. Yeah. Well, that's life, my friend. That's life. I watched uh, Dune. Yeah, we're going to save uh, that till the end. So, yeah. is there anything else you did? I watched uh, Halloween Kills to cap off. Oh, the, yeah. You want to talk about some Halloween Kills? That movie's ridiculous. Uh, a lot of people don't like it. I like Loki. Uh, you Loki like, like it. it? I Loki. I Loki like it. I Loki like it. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I can see why people don't like it. I don't like it very much. <laughs> I can see why people don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. I think I liked what people did like about it. It's uh-huh. ridiculous. It was like over the top, like Michael Myers is like fucking John Wick. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes campy is a good thing. Uh, it tries to be, yeah, it, and uh, there's going to be another one, so we'll see if I end up liking that one as well. But so far, I'm. I'm I think I'm the, I think the second one will be good. Movies. To be to be fair, like I really think that's right. the case, but or the right. third one, but like the second one was just felt like a bridge movie, and it was also. <laughs> 
It's so ridiculous. Yeah, like I, Dude. I didn't think they would do that after like all the work they had done. You know, <laughs> from the last one. Yeah, <laughs> they just went completely the opposite direction. Like, why? Yeah, that like Lori's just literally like sitting in a hospital bed the whole time, just yeah. like talking to herself. Yeah. <laughs> it was good stuff, though. It was. It had a good like the it had it used the themes well. What themes? Which is like the, the the music, you know. Mm. Sometimes like that that helps a lot. I mean it this it does have good music, but it also is just like I I don't know I just don't understand why you right. do all this work to have like a really serious like Halloween movie, <laughs> and then, and, and then turn it into this like fucking Looney <laughs> Tunes like <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Well, uh, Something else I watched that was very scary uh-huh. um, was an HBO documentary called uh, Four Hours at the Capitol. Oh, I don't uh, know about this. Is this about the the whatever, you know, what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's about the January yep. 6th uh, insurrection, as they call it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it um, is an insurrection. Yeah. It focuses more on... Like, I guess it doesn't focus so much on, like, the politician aspect. I don't know. It focuses a lot on, like, the front lines. And, like, it tells kind of, like, the story of these two cops who, uh, like, were in the tunnel, uh-huh. the inauguration tunnel. Uh-huh. And how they, like, eventually sort of, like, were able to push a bunch of those those people back and all that stuff. And uh, it was really, uh, yeah, like I said, it was scary. It's like a fucking zombie movie at times. Mm. Like, you know, big mob breaking down scaffolding and windows and climbing up fucking walls and jumping into the Capitol and, like, wandering around, like, looking like fucking... Idiots? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like the mindless. only thing that they did was just went in there, they wrecked shit, and then they milled around for, like, three hours... Yeah, and, and took incriminating no photos of themselves. Yeah. Right. Can't forget that. Um, I couldn't help but to get very angry at some of the people they're interviewing because, you know, they interviewed people on both sides. So, okay, they talked to some fucking idiots. Sure. Uh, and they, you know, they say their shit. I couldn't help but to get very angry at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the whole thing actually is very angering. Like, uh, yep. fuck, man. Uh, we could go on and on about this. And, uh, exhausted. Did you exhausted learn anything detail. new? Um, that, uh, no, I, I didn't really learn anything new, but, um, it, it's, like I said, it's pretty obvious what happened, which mm-hmm. is like it's it's so over filmed. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many angles to this. Like, you can not only is there thousands of cell phone footage from all the people just literally live streaming themselves committing uh, <laughs> an insurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, there was tons of journalists. There's tons of security footage from the Capitol itself and body cam footage from all the cops there. And uh, it's hard to see all that footage and then have some sort of other opinion mm. about what was happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's just like part of the baffling times we live in. Yeah. I where it's just that. like some things are clear as day, but for some reason they're looked at like a fucking 100 year old foggy window. Yep. That's fair enough, man. Anything else you want to talk about? That ends my spooktober. All right. Where are you going to go? Well, we were going to have, you know, Brian cap it off, right? Did you go? So, (laughs) unless uh, you have anything else to talk about. Well, I started this off, and I don't have anything else to talk about. So, what happens next? We go to... 
I missed Brian. Oh, yeah, we did it. We got there, Chief. I was kind of hooking you were just going to skip me over, and we just went straight to the Tooncast, and the listeners would be like, was Brian ever here? Did Brian <laughs> actually exist? Questions to be solved next time, or never. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I didn't do much this week either, but uh, Sud and I had a double header of movies on Saturday. First, we saw uh, No Time to Die, the new James Bond film, and then we saw Dune. Like back to back, yeah. Yeah. Did you like? It was, well, did you like have dinner in between or something? Yeah. Yeah, and oh, I had yeah. to go take care of my neurotic dog between. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun. I'll talk about Dune or excuse me, Bond first, and we can do the spoiler cast for uh, Dune later. And so I'll, I'll be sensitive, Matt. You wanted to see it. I mean, I you can talk a lot about Bond without spoiling it. You know what I mean? True. Like, these are true facts. Yeah, yeah. These are very so, um, like tried and true movies. That, yeah. you know. But that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about. This is a very unique Bond movie. They really tried and succeed in doing some real wild shit. Um, Anna de Armas, uh, the cutest little violation of the Cuba, Cuban embargo <laughs> there is. Um <laughs> Absolutely crushes it in like ten minutes of screen time, maybe fifteen. Wow. I don't know, but it, she is delightful, and I was yeah, very great. impressed with how much I really, really liked her. And it was just like she leaves, and it's pretty clear that she's done in the movie. And I remember thinking, like, I would watch a spinoff of just her being that character and huh. really enjoy the hell out of it. Not just um, because she's attractive. No, she was great. Like, you know, a lot of... She was funny. She was, you know, like, the action scenes were cool. Because, um, like, you know, with Bond, sometimes it can just, like, devolve into, like, oh, I got this gadget. I'm gonna, you know, do this impressive physical stunt. And, like, with what they did with her, she was kind of using, like, not only being physical and, like, fighting off bad guys, but also, like, there was a humor element to it like it kind of reminded me of like jackie chan films where it's like tightly choreographed and even oh, the yeah. fights are telling like a mini story um i love all so those was, classic jackie chan movies exactly so it was it, i just kind of had a smile on my face during her scenes it was it was pretty delightful um yeah and you know i i will be the first to admit i wasn't the biggest daniel craig bond era fan really? i thought some of those movies disappeared up to up their own asses mm. but this was a great conclusion to it um like i you know i i like them watching them but i don't think i ever go back and i'm like oh i gotta watch this again and again mm-hmm. um i can say but, i re- i really enjoy casino royale and um what was the one that uh are you ever going to watch Quantum of Solace again? No, that, that no, no. But what's yeah. the, the right. S- Skyfall? I like Skyfall. Skyfall's really good, yeah. I like Skyfall. I did not like Spectre. I tried to rewatch Casino Royale and it was just like that poker game is so goddamn long. It's very long. And it's it, cool that they're trying yeah. to do something different, but I feel like the oh, pacing man. for it is really good it's the just first off. time you watch it. You yeah, know, and right. then like when you're like, okay, you you know everything. You're like, okay, well, let's uh, get to through this poker scene. Yeah, like let's get to the end of this. We know where this is going. Come on, come on. But the first time you see it, it's neat. But yeah, the second time, it's in the subsequent viewings, it's rough. Um, I will say, Rami Malek, who I love, like I absolutely loved him in uh, Mr. Robot. Um, I even liked him as Freddie Mercury. Although I didn't think <laughs> he should get an Oscar for it. <laughs> he's not really acting in this movie. He's just right. reading lines in a funny accent. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I don't think it's really his fault. Just the script doesn't really give him much to do. And his motivations are not fully fleshed out. Like, it's very clear why he has animus towards a particular character, but not, like, the world. And Bond villains are always trying to destroy the world or take over the world. So... That was that was a little disappointing because I thought it was just like you have this Ferrari and you're not taking it out of the garage. Yep. Mm. But great movie. Like I went into it because like I I'm a sucker for Bond films. I'll always go see them and they're fun to see in theaters. But I really like was not going in with high expectations. What's your uh, um, favorite classic Bond? I love Moonraker. 
<laughs> they're so ridiculous. Just, I it's love so it. the the fact that he jumps out of the plane, <laughs> catches the guy, and steals his like ridiculous shit going on, and, and then Jaws jumps out behind him and just oh, lands yeah. in the circus tent. And it's fucking fine. I love like I I kind like I respect what they did with the Daniel Craig like gritty reboots. I want them to like veer back you to want that to go back shit. to the to like the potential like comic book type shit. Exactly. Like I, I love those. I'm also a big sucker for uh, Goldfinger. Huh. That's a fun wow. one too. I really like. Uh, I guess it's kind of like cliche, but from Russia with Love. I mean, I like that movie. That's too. a good one. That was a good yeah. one. I'm not gonna um, knock it. Yeah. Golden. Eye. That's the one where he drives around the tank, right? Yeah. I yeah, that yeah. is a great. Can one. you say Golden Eye really is classic? I don't know. I love Gold. Goldeneye was what got me into Bond. So like, I, mean, I don't know if it's a classic, quote unquote, but I enjoy it just for nostalgia purposes. I feel like it might have been most of our entry for Bond because of the, the hit N64 title. I do like to yell, I'm invincible, as I'm yeah. <laughs> uh, frozen by whatever it was that fell yeah, on nitrous, or Like liquid nitrogen, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, whatever happened to that yeah, guy, no. he just like, fucking vanished. Yeah, I feel like he was in a lot of '90s movies, and then just right? absolutely nothing. Yeah, I think he shows up on some pro- some BBC stuff every now and then. I'm sure. Alan Cummings. Alan Cummings. Yeah, uh, he probably is on some ABC show we just don't know about. Be my guess. Mm. Most recent thing on Google is Instinct, 2018, 2019. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Never good on it. him. Keep getting them checks, man. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed Bond. Would really suggest seeing it. Um, and Bond movies can be very rote and predictable. I was genuinely shocked at the way they chose to end it. That was amazing. Actually, how it ended was Ooh. pretty wild. Like, cause you you know you you go into it with certain expectations, and I appreciated they're just like, nope, fuck you, yep. we're doing it differently this time. Oh, so I like stuff we, like that. Yeah, so it was it's pretty delightful, and like you know, their Bond has always been a chauvinistic character, and it was interesting to see because this is the first Bond in the post Me Too era. Um, oh, and it was yeah. interesting to see how they handled that because I was like, are they just going to completely ignore that aspect of Bond and just pretend it didn't exist? Are they going to lean hard the other way? And I thought they were both true to the character and also kind of improved it. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It also was a little bit stereotypical. Uh, but again, can't really get into it without spoiling stuff. So they did the best they could. And I thought it was it was just an interesting, you know old piece of media trying to adapt to new societal expectations. Yeah. yeah some of the, uh, but give it six Brian's no rating or no scale. Six. Oh, okay. How does that? So, yeah. What'd you give I, it, son? Uh, like a seven. Like I, I like no. there were parts of it that I didn't love, but I also freely admit, like I'm not the best like Bond fan, you know, like, like and there are some you glaring go, plumbles. Yeah, you know, you're not like it. really into the Bond lore. <laughs> the lore the is such lore. as that it exists. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I mean, it's a good movie. Like, it, I, I like the act. Like, the problem is that there's just some glaring plot, plot holes that are hard to reconcile. I find, like, I can't. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to 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 say it's a great movie if I'm just like. I don't understand, like, these people's motivations for, like, the majority of, of what's happening. Yeah, Sud and I walked out of the movie theater and we're just like, oh, that was cool. Also, wait, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, the the one thing I will say, I read on that the original director, who did not stay with it, apparently wanted the whole thing to be, like, they'd take some moment in, um, like, Skyfall or Spectre where there's an explosion and it's Bond slips into a coma and the whole movie is Bond's coma dream. It's so stupid. And it's like, I would, it's so stupid, but like, I would like, that's the campy shit I would love. Just like things be like absolutely batshit. Only insane. if they like, yeah, made it like really fucking weird, like 
Yeah, like like, it, like truly like the like, DMT fuck like yeah. things fucking with you. Like some, yeah, like, no, I, Doctor Strange slash Bonds shit. Yeah, so I I the fact that that even got discussed made me happy, and it's like okay, come on, you, you know, there's some that seed's been planted. So I hope for the future Bond movies they get really fucking weird with it. Yeah, we don't need serious. Like I'm I'm a little sick of. Oh, it's another terrorist, and oh, all they want to do is blow up the world, and the big security yeah. outfit is here to save the world. Like, let's just make it campy and not make it like this dramatic. I don't know thing. if people would like that, though. To be honest, well, see, because that's that's what the Kingsman movies, right? Yeah, pretty much. That's the king. Those are the campy. That's that's, camp, that's the campy bond that we've been given. I do really enjoy those, although I did not see The King's Man. That's not out yet, is it? Yeah, I don't think it's out yet, so... Oh, great. Okay. So you still have time, Brian. Crisis averted. <laughs> you're you're not quite yet the disappointment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <laughs> there's still time to disappoint everyone. But yeah. that's that's all I have to say about Bond before we move into the spoiler cast. Um, you guys, any other Bond thoughts? I guess, Sud, since Matt, you Did you guys seen. play any of the uh, subsequent Bond games after? Uh, Are 007. There I remember there was another one on N64. There were like two that were like I really don't know that came out. Yeah. Um. No, I'm like trying to remember. There was like they even made one with like um the Sean Connery Bond. There was Goldeneye Rogue Agent. I remember that. There's that one, and then there was um. God, I but there was a Tomorrow Never Dies one. That was a tie-in. Um, oh, no, there was a Gold Knight 007 Reloaded. 007 yeah. Reloaded? I'm, yeah, it came out for the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Agent Under Fire. Um, I don't know if I know that one. That was for GameCube, I think. It came out in 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you remember Agent Under Fire? Oh, I think I remember playing a little bit of it. It kind of had like a parkour element to it. Uh, Is that right? I remember it had some cool gadgets that you used. Okay. I like gadgets. Um, but I can't, you know, like, remember anything about the story or anything. <laughs> well. I, I, or if the game was actually any good. Because, you know, games from that time, like. They don't could, hold up You well. could flip a coin. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. And either they uh, age well or they don't. That's fair enough, man. So, I don't know if it ages well, but I have fond memories of renting it from Blockbuster. Nice. Yeah. Alright, are we going to talk about some Dune? Some Dune? Dune. Alright. Uh, this is the Dune cast. Yep. It is. Again, it is now. Are we, are we ready to... the desert theme. What's the desert theme? The atonal, like clanking. <laughs> Hiya! <laughs> hey, all I know is Zendaya's here, ready to lead us through some hallucinogenic dreams. Zendaya, top build, only in the movie for two minutes. Yep. To be fair, she's going to be all over uh, part two. Right. I hope at least. Yeah, she is a um, very main character. Yeah, I uh, really liked it. Hot take. Uh, oh, wow. It's, you, you like this uh, very critically acclaimed movie. I'm super faithful to the source material. Yeah. Um, I, I quite uh, enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it was it was very I good. I've watched it twice. So, oh, really? Yeah. I was surprised at how much I liked... Um, what, oh, God. What's Oscar Isaac's... Lido, come on, Lido. I was really surprised how much I like because in the book it was just like, oh yeah, he's okay, really whatever. There. This guy's here yeah. for ten minutes in the and book, he dies. Yeah, he's just like, I'm the the father. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's just he's he's a stand-in to just get immediately murked. And right. I would, but here he like really takes the there's not a lot there and gives it like like a level of gravitas. Like I knew he was going to die, but I kind of cared mm-hmm. when he died, which I was impressed with. Um, I do just love the we need desert power. Yeah, <laughs> desert power is great. 
I love, and, uh, I love how often they, they were able to slip they kept it saying in like three times. Power. Yeah. I know, it's like they were trying to generate an internet meme of like, we're just yeah. going to keep saying desert power, it's going to get picked up. <laughs> um, the way they depicted Spice by just having like flickers on the screen was really cool, I thought. Yeah. And just like how to... Because like always when you ever, any mo- movie or TV show shows a drug trip, there's the risk mm. it's going to get weird mm-hmm. and just be like too kaleidoscopy. So I thought that the way they did it was was very well done. Yeah. It seems like it's more of an audio experience. What's an audio experience? The spice trip. It just seems like... Well, no, because then how do they navigate? I don't understand that part. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's... I don't think you're supposed to. Right. It's a lot of that, like... The ship's Ambiguous. (laughs) Right. Like... Well, in the books, the the navigators do so much spice for so long that it literally physically changes their bodies because they're submerged in it. Right. And, like, um, I actually found an interesting fact that uh, they're not... uh, Frank Herbert hardly describes them at all in the books. And then um, the Dune David Lynch movie came out in which there is a quite freaky... David Lynchian uh, uh, representation of the navigators, and that Frank Herbert uh, liked that so much that he used it subsequently in the next like <laughs> Dune book that came out, like after the movie, because you know there's like six Dune books. So David Lynch made the potential the the <laughs> the canon uh, navigator for the Dune books but yeah uh the navigators aren't even shown in this movie i mean they are not really part of the story at all they're just like a thing they don't even well yeah one doesn't even like show up until the second book so we probably won't even the fact that there was one even in the david lynch movie i mean so do you do you think that they had timothy chalamet's hair trying to look like Kyle MacLachlan's hair. I think they wanted one. I think they wanted a bit of that. Like I don't know if it was because that's like what they think or if that was just kind of like an, an homage or yeah. Or what? But yeah. And like that they also ripped like the glowing blue eyes um directly from that, which is not a bad thing. Like I really enjoyed it. It's the 1984 version mm-hmm. and it was nice to see the homage to it. Uh but it, I, there were parts of it I was like, wow, you really it's really a lot of references here. Um, yeah, movie's fucking great. I love the scale of everything. Like the ships look so like like the well, they're futuristic because uh, they're fucking spaceships, but they look more akin to like the the great uh, like pyramids, world wonders, and things that we look at today. You know what I mean, like. They have like an ancient sort of tone to them. I mean, everything about this look is just because, like, the Doom books are so detail oriented. Like, it was hard to even imagine like what Frank Herbert was trying to say, and like just having it visually represented in like a lush movie was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, even the like Baron Harkonnen, like the way that he floats, like he's it's described that way, and then what's put in the David Lynch version is fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's but, like a balloon. <laughs> it's like a balloon, like, yeah, flying yeah. up. But it works so well uh, right. in in this yeah. one, where it's just, like, terrifying, which I'm sure is what he was going for, but it was not apparent at all. And, like, I'm not a person who's, at like, a big screen snob, but this is clearly a movie that's, like, a, oh, that's like a love letter to seeing something on a giant fucking movie screen. Yeah. Like, it was... I, I think I enjoyed it so much, because it's, like, you're seeing these giant fucking ships... That are, you know, like the size of, you know, like those movie theater screens are three stories tall. So it's like cool to see it just like at that fucking scale. Yeah, coming out of the, I love when the, the scene when they're coming out of the water on uh, Planet Kaladin in the beginning. Yep. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's just so fucking cool. Yeah. And then like, um, I, I really like how they have uh, the, the voice like the, the the voice distortions and stuff like when mm-hmm. when the they're at practicing the mm-hmm. the Benny Chesaret powers and like just like everything about it like is 
is is top quality. Like kind of the only thing I can complain about the movie is that it ends, you know, as it a part one. I mean, like it's not. And that's just like yeah, a greedy complaint. Like a that's just me being like, gimme, gimme, gimme. No, but it, like, it, so. like, that's my only complaint. It's so arbitrary where they stopped it. And it's like, okay, right. like, I guess this is a thing, but. It just, it sucks that like, there's just so much that needs to be set up to get this story going. Yeah, totally. Um, and they did and a it, great it job. It is super faithful. Because they like, there like, really is nothing from the book they cut out. It feels like. But besides like a bunch of exposition that they didn't they still like it's there in a way but it's you know there's still a lot of uh, uh mystery mm-hmm. which i like um uh a plus to uh what's his name jason momoa for not being he was great everyone annoying. was great in this he movie. was really good yeah. yeah like like oh great. josh brolin was great so i will say i am a little not concerned, but curious how Dave Batista is going to be Fade Routha. He's not the second Fade half of. He's the first nephew. They're two. I oh I, okay because I was because in the second part Fade Routha has like a huge fucking role to play, and I was like, I don't can Dave Batista do that? Probably not, but he's like no, the idiot child, like, and then yeah, there's like the he's other definitely one. the yeah. um the more like emotional, uh, grunty. Of the two, uh, yeah, yeah. His, like spoilers. His name is Raba, I think. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I remember like maybe Raba Harkonnen or something. But like, so the, like, yeah, those are some some big characters that we have yet to be revealed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same with the Emperor, who who oh, you know, like that's going to be a big casting reveal. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, quality movie. Like I have to say, like watching it in a. Uh, the big screen is it was just such a treat like it yeah. was it i know that they like did a bunch of stuff to if i can get people into the theater but goddamn was it worth it um it, it it's so hard to think of like a scenario where like the way that the advertising was like you have to see this in theaters actually held up and uh i think it's done really well i'm, I'm i i can't you know I just have to imagine it's it's been. Yeah, I think two weeks in a row is the top of the box office. Yeah. Uh, disappointment alert! I did not see it in theaters. That's okay. Um, you saw the movie. I would highly yeah. suggest if you have the time to go see it in theaters. I think it's fucking. I awesome. want to. It's definitely like something I'm going to attempt. Um, I live very close to a movie theater, so it's something that give is... it a shot. Yeah, I could probably I do, manage I, I mean, next week. I do have to say, and I recognize this is like saying water is wet, but it goes. It still is worth saying. Stellan Skarsgård, man, so fucking good in this movie. He is really good. Oh, Such right. a good actor. Yeah, the Baron is uh, very, very well done in this movie. I really like the like the the his like anti gravity device is like built into his spine mm-hmm. you know yeah and uh and just like super fucking all ominous the, all the scenes with him it's just like let's make this over the top ominous yeah like just like in the middle of this giant chamber <laughs> taking like a steam pad just yeah. like just naked sitting there with his advisors around him like praying to him <laughs> like yeah right it's so good just like uh, you know like a fucking Baron, I remember watching with Megan, and when the scene where he gets up and floats over the dinner table, she was like, "Man, this is very. This guy's like, like a regular old like job of the hut, you know, like just this big fat evil guy." I said, "Well, I mean, Dune was written before Star Wars, so Job of the Hut's more like a is you know like the Baron. Mm-hmm. It's the other way around." <laughs> yeah, and so I have to say, which like- I mean. The integration of like religion in this movie is, was awesome because like that was the thing that is just so apparent in the books is like how yeah, everyone's I mean, like a religious fanatic. I was like joking with Brian, like you think like well, if you're... well, I mean, it's about like what happens when humanity gets to such a technological and intergalactic point to where they just like the only thing 
you could make after that is you know uh, get like a, high a, on a, a man god you know, like turn a human into a god uh-huh. you know so like that's you're probably right yeah yeah it's crazy but, but yeah but it's like they would fall back into some really petty yeah you know like religious war shit when there's nothing else to achieve mm-hmm Uh, any other closing thoughts, or are we good? I really like good that movie. fucking music. It's got amazing music. Con- like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, we saw it at 9.30. I think both Sud and I were up all fucking day, and we were, I don't know about you, Sud, but I was jacked up the whole time, like, super excited about it. These days, if I see a movie that late, I might be falling asleep mm-hmm, towards right. it, but I was locked in the whole time. Yeah, no, it was, oh, yeah. it was awesome. I can't wait for part two, I mean... It's like, you know, that's like, you know, they, they said like, oh, this is going to be like the next big movie franchise, you know, like the next big, like Lord of the Rings or fucking Star Wars or whatever. It's like true. Yeah. Bring it on. They finally nailed this adaptation. Have you guys seen the David Lynch? I Of course I've seen the David Lynch one. It's so Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's good in its own way. I mean. It's a interesting adaptation. You put it that it's not everything needs to be played completely straight. It's fun to have and these. It, it's weird because if it also feels like a fucking live action anime, because <laughs> it is <laughs> like with all the costume design and the set, the set designs and stuff, and like the script and the way everybody's acting so campy and stuff. Yeah, fucking a. Man, I that was the one disappointment I kind of have for the movie. It's like, it's not very weird. It's like very much a hero's journey. I find. Yeah, and like I was the, expecting a little bit more um, weird psychedelicness. Yep, me too. Um, and it's not that at all. Maybe. Well, that I wonder comes. if that's coming in part two. Yeah, because like, I mean, the he water doesn't. And shit. Because Paul does eventually like. Spoilers, I guess, for a fucking eighty-year-old sci-fi story. <laughs> but Paul does eventually get like uh, blue eyes. You know, he uses so much spice and gets so connected with the desert that yep. he does bear the blue eyes as well. I imagine you got to go through a lot of trips to get to that. So maybe there's some crazy psychedelicness coming in the next one. Well, doesn't he also when he drinks the water? Doesn't he have a hallucinogenic, like the water of life or whatever? Oh, after the um, the guy's funeral. Yeah. Well, we'll see, yeah. So, I will be curious how they represent that. Yeah. Good Here's movie. All. Yep. Go see Dune. Uh, do it. Dune it. <laughs> doing it. Dune it. You're doing it.